What is up, guys? Welcome back to Where's the Remote. Today, Alex is going to be butchering your favorite songs from Frozen 2. Alex. I was actually, before I was singing Frozen, the first thing I woke up singing was uh, Fancy by Iggy Azalea. Probably haven't heard that song in Good song. four or five years. But uh, it's, I'm not, as much as I shit on Iggy Azalea, I fucking loved that song when it came out. Yeah, that was a good song. But you're really not going to sing Frozen for the people now that I hyped it up? Maybe. Maybe you'll get it at the end. All right. We have more. Yeah, no, a, we have many more thing. important things to talk about. I was I was on my senior trip of high school, I think, when I first heard that song. And for some reason, like, I couldn't remember the the melody. So, like, I would be like, yo, what was that song where it's like, I'm so fancy. Like, I couldn't remember it, but... uh. <laughs> <laughs> we must have watched that video like 50 times because she was just I don't like, even know if I've ever seen the video. She's looking, she's looking mighty fine. <laughs> she's very hot. Yeah. She, she, yeah, it was definitely something shout back in those high school Swaggy days. P back. <laughs> shout out Swaggy P and shout out Iggy for getting that bag. Um, what was I going to ask you? Is it, oh, what do you, but like, do you think Classic Man is better? Why are they comparable? It's like kind of the same beat. Like by by Jadena? Yeah. I'm a classic man. You know, like I found out I was, so was on the, the beat ver- is the same, I'm pretty sure. I think they're very similar now that you say that. I never knew there was a Kendrick version of Classic Man. Okay, that's the only version I knew. I've literally <laughs> put me on to Jadena because I was like, oh, Kendrick, I'm in. I heard it once on the radio and like I caught the end of it and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I freaked out. Jadena has some hits. Yo, Jadena has many hits. Let's not not necessarily like hits on the radio, but like he's Jadena got some good songs. Yo, yeah, Bambi is so fire. Bambi, I doubt it. Bambi, ha, ha, ha. It's the, it's, it's very cool. He just has an interesting that. sound. I don't he know. does. I'm trying to Jadena, an album. Tramp. He um. He like Jadena, drop You gotta lower your voice a little bit. Yeah, my bad. Jadena, he ju- he just pod. dropped an album like recently, 2019, and it has Gold Link on it. You hate Gold Link. I do, but his al- his album before that like has Chief Don't Run, Trampoline, Bambi, Helicopters, Long Live the Chief. Yeah, this album is very good. Long Live the Chief. I found out. I like Classic Man. Everyone knew it, but then like I rediscovered Jadena through uh, Luke Cage, because for those who don't know. Josh, he's in the show, right? Well, every episode, there's like a club and every episode would have um, it's same thing with Twin Peaks to return. Like each episode has a musical segment and uh, Luke Cage had it. And the two artists I discovered from Luke Cage was Jadena and Charles Bradley. Uh, funny enough. Fire. Yeah. Fire. The late, great Charles Bradley. Hell yeah. Whew. Well, we got some good stuff to talk about today, I think, right? Yeah, the, and the most pressing of it all is the fucking big baby. Dude, I hate that thing. There what is, is the deal? That one, you can't... What are you feeding? What, okay, you, first of all... Hang on, you can't say, I hate that thing when referring to another living being. I used to say, you know, back when I thought I was funny, I used to... Like, like when we were talking about bugs, I'd be like, yeah, I hate everything that crawls. Bugs, like mice, babies, everything. And uh, no, I don't hate babies. But uh, that big baby, I certainly don't like it. That I big like baby. What, is- I don't like what's happening. There's what people on What did she eat? Like, you know, in the in the Simpsons, like there's that like bar of like radioactive thing or whatever. That like Homer like fumbles. Like, like, like she- Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like. I don't understand what could have possibly pre- – or they're lying. One of the two. Well, apparently the baby's three, which checks out. Is still huge still for three. a massive baby, yes. I, body – Three-year-old, like, still running around the house naked like that. I, I don't mean, know. I don't really know how Three-year-olds wear, wear diapers still. Well – Yeah, definitely they still wear, wear diapers, but, like – And he was also – he wasn't fun. running around. He was just playing on his dad, which – Dude, how? How are you doing that? That baby definitely weighs at least 80 pounds. That baby is ginormous, dude. It's like alarming how big this baby is. It's extremely alarming how big that baby is. Dude, imagine if babies just like started coming out that size. Women yeah. would be dying everywhere. Women would be ripped in half. Um, 
Yeah, the big baby has taken over Twitter, for those who don't know what we're talking about. It's just the big fucking baby. Um, And the mom is actually very upset about the internet. I'm sure she is. I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel bad, but like... I don't know. That baby's, like, fine in my book. Like, you can go on and live your life and do whatever you want, and I don't like that we're making fun of the baby. I'm not making fun of it. I'm more just, like, We definitely are making fun of it right now. What we're doing is making fun of it. I never... That being said, I do think it is kind of alarming that that baby is that big. I'm, like, astounded by the size of this baby. I'm not disgusted. How how could she post that video or whatever and not assume that people were going to comment on the size of her child? Because all parents think their babies are adorable. No. I'm not saying that baby is not adorable or whatever, but you can't not know that your baby is huge. (laughs) That baby is definitely in preschool or daycare or something and is is bodying kids. Like rocking their shits. If he doesn't grow up to be the next Glenn Davis, I'm going to be upset. Big baby, big baby Davis. Big baby Davis. Oh shit, look at me knowing that. What you know about Glenn Davis? Um So, I like I've noticed the past few episodes you've asked um What's like your favorite movie that you've watched of the week? Because we've been watching. A I lot think of I asked you that once, but yeah. No, I think you've asked it like two or three times. Um, okay, but regardless, I wanna I wanna make sure that we keep that up now. So, moving away from Big Baby, uh, what is your the best movie you've seen this week? The best movie I've seen this week is a, is kind of a tough question because I did a lot of rewatches this week. Um, you know, I rewatched The Social Network. I rewatched the uh, No Country for Old Men. You know, for the FTR pod. And I rewatched 21 and 22 Jump Street. And I also rewatched one of my classic favorites, Yes Man. But I'm going to say the best movie I probably watched this week is The Social Network. Okay. Um, great movie. You know. Aaron Sorkin's the goat. He is. He definitely is. Um, yeah. No debate there. Not even a question. I would like to talk about the movies that I saw, but... A letterbox is down, and I genuinely, is down. I genuinely cannot remember what I've watched past like the past two, three days. You know what I did? What? Well, you you give me shit for this because when I don't want to write all my reviews at once, I just kind of write down what movies I've watched in my notes so that I know I don't forget one. And then what I did to yesterday, like, because I don't want to just dump all my reviews at once. Like, I wrote a bunch of them, and you know, if you like write a review and then you like close the app like actually close out the app you can like open back the, the open the app back up and then like like say you want to add that movie it'll be like yo do you want to continue this entry or discard it i didn't know that so, so it's like saving drafts oh, yeah i never knew they did that so i'm locked and loaded on like four different reviews but like you said uh letterbox is down which is trash yeah I re- I g- and i'm like scared now i genuinely cannot remember anything past while we're young um, which kind of sucks right now. So I guess well, I guess I'm not asking you that question then. Yeah. What actually? The- you know what? I'm gonna ask you and answer for you. I know that the best movie you watched this week is none other than the newest Netflix original movie, Extraction. Am I wrong? It's a good movie. Is it? I liked it. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said, is it a good movie? I think so. What'd you give it? Oh, I haven't rated it yet, so we're going to talk about that at the end of our discussion. Okay. Well, tell me what you liked about it. All right. So for those who don't know, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, Extraction is the newest Netflix movie. Um, just like a, another a Netflix action movie uh, starring Chris Hemsworth and uh, David Harbour for like 10 minutes, securing that double check. Um, name an Indian actor for a dollar. Couldn't I couldn't even tell you the the characters' names in this movie because I really don't think. They what was the dude's name? Saju or something? Saju and Ovi is the kid. Soju. Okay, so you just named two actors, that, and his name's not Soju. It's it, I think it's Saju. Saju is actually Soju is alcohol. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to talk about Saju because he there's a fire scene. I I love like dumb action movies i'm i'm here for it and uh so i was definitely excited for this and what i got was a very violent 
action movie that was shot very well for its action sequences. And uh, I don't know. It was like an hour and 45, and I was perfectly content when it ended. I think it's longer. I think it's like an hour 55. It's two hours, but the credits are 14 minutes long. Yuck. All right. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I, I can see why people like movies like this. And I enjoyed the action sequences, of course, but I wish that the movies would, like, be a little more self-aware and, like, understand that I'm not watching for the plot and kind of play into that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. This movie attempts to be very serious at times, and I I would say that on a very few occasions it pulls it off well. Some of the heavier moments work, but overall, I was just, like, not, not into it. Like, I just didn't think the script was very good and the dial some of the dialogue was terrible. Like when he's in the beginning, when the bad guy's like, you have three seconds to tell me, or I'm gonna shove this gut up your ass and blow up your insides. Like, what? Well that I one, you have to calm down because if the big Lebowski can pull it off, I think that This is not the big Lebowski, all right? Well, calm I, thought, down. I thought if anything, that was like a nice little nod. Maybe it's not. But uh, I don't think so. That dude. was the first thing I thought of when I when I heard that line, literally, it was just something I kind of watched with my eyes and everything else. I was like, yeah, this is, I couldn't care less. Um, but like, I, like I said, like the action sequences are fucking fire. This is a super violent movie. And there were many times where I was like, holy shit. Cause I'm here for violence. Like I love watching just like cool fights. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it's as good as it, but Watching this, these action moments made me feel like I was watching like a lower tier John Wick action fight, action sequence. Yeah, I well, so that's that's sort of my point here, right? It's like, all right, why wouldn't I just go watch John Wick instead? Like a good movie. Because well, I don't know. I feel like sell sell the people on it. Here's what I'll say: I out of the big three of the Avengers. I feel like Chris Hemsworth always got the shortest end of the stick. Like Chris Evans and Robert Downey are in another stratosphere. But Chris Hemsworth is one of the big three Avengers. Like, I Can I ask like, you a question? What? Who's the sexiest Avenger? It's uh, an easy answer in my book. Well, see, like, I would say Chris Hemsworth. Like, Chris Hemsworth is yeah. fucking diesel, bro. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is the sexiest Avenger. Fact. Chris Hemsworth, by all means, should be like as big a superstar as the rest of the Avengers. But I feel like he didn't. He's not for some reason. Well, I feel like none of them have really done anything outside of the Avengers that's like truly like huge. Well, Robert Downey pre Avengers was had had small like not small roles but he had like starring roles but not in any like crazy blockbusters not like any crazy iconic roles i mean obviously not like these these movies propelled them but like robert downey had a career before avengers chris evans it's just chris evans had a career before the avengers nearly as big as robert downey i mean who knows i mean he was younger when the Avengers picked him up, then Robert Downey Jr. was. Yeah. But like, those were, I mean, Chris Evans did some good shit. But at that point, like, Robert Downey was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Zodiac, Weird Science. Like, you go back. He also did mad movies when he was younger, like yeah. Shortcuts. Shout out Robert Altman. Sherlock Holmes. Like, Robert Downey was arguably the biggest star going in. He still is. Yeah. And now, and so, basically, like. But he's not the sexiest. What I'm saying with this is. I like looking at the trajectory of them and like Chris Evans, we got to see him like right after Avengers, he was in Knives Out. And it was like, oh, cool. We get to see like Captain America and other shit. Robert Downey, he's Doolittle. <laughs> yeah, which is a little questionable. Garbage. Hopefully Sherlock Holmes 3 is going to come out because um, I would love to see him I, in that. I doubt it. But then Chris, but guess- Chris Hemsworth, the only thing he got he did bad times at the El Royale, which he was awesome in. Yeah. But every like I feel like I haven't really seen him in anything other than Men in Black, which fucking sucked a dick. Men in Black did suck. But that being said, I do agree. Chris Hemsworth should get some roles. Cause I don't know. He's like he's he's good. He's a good actor, I think. 
Um, and he definitely has that draw, that star power. People will watch movies because he's in it. I watched like, this because it was Chris Hemsworth, and I was like, I want to see him. And he killed it, I think. he. I thought he was an awesome, like, action star. Yeah, I mean, okay. He, the fight choreography in this movie was very good, and he pulls it off very well. But like I said, like, I didn't care one minute about any of the dialogue. One minute. I didn't care about any of these people. Me neither. Why yeah. should I? Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, like, this was a, a two-hour-long stunt reel. <clears throat> yeah. If you want to watch a good movie like like a really good movie like this, um, I don't know if you've seen Man on Fire with Denzel. No, I yes, haven't. it's directed by Tony Scott. He did The Last Boy Scout, True Romance, Top Gun. He's the man. He's Ridley Scott's brother, I think. I know. Yeah, yeah, um, he is. Well, I'm selling the people. Man on Fire is basically. Uh, what's her name? Dakota Fanning is the son of a Dakota Fanning is a woman. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's the daughter. This this movie came out in two thousand four, so she's super young. Um, she is she gets abducted by by the, a Mexican cartel because her father is super rich. Um, so it sounds exactly like this. Movie. No, it is. And the whole movie, Denzel is her bodyguard. And uh, he was like in the Marine Corps. And the movie basically is him trying to get her back in Mexico. And it is basically two hours of Denzel being a fucking beast. It's so good. And like, it's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie that's genuinely action packed. Like there are some scenes in it that are so crazy, but it's also like very emotional. It basically takes like, what extraction did wrong and does it right um and it's very very good i cry at the end of that movie every time awesome movie i fucking love okay. man on fire would highly recommend it yeah you've recommended it to me before we'll see maybe one day but yeah um, i thought this movie was fine for a netflix movie yeah i mean i don't regret watching it but i also like i don't know I didn't really care that much. I can't strongly recommend this to you unless you're like really looking for some action where you and you feel like you can't find it anywhere else. Let me ask you a question. Um, sure. Does it get the heart? No, it did not get the that heart. Is, I, mean, I cannot understand you. Why? No, I, did, I wouldn't recommend this movie. It should signify. Like, do you think other people would enjoy this movie? That is what my heart signifies. And I would. It, the heart on my letterbox reviews means I would recommend that you watch this movie. I would not recommend that you watch this movie. I would recommend that you skip this movie and go watch something like John Wick or Man on Fire or any give, number of action-packed movies that are done better. Would you give Mulholland Drive a heart? Yes. I think it's important that people watch but Mulholland do you Drive. Think, do you think more people that you recommended this to would enjoy Mulholland Drive over this? People Depends on the person. I think if you pick 10 random people, eight people will like Extraction and eight people will be like, yo, what the fuck movie did you just make me watch with Mulholland Drive? But that's the point of Mulholland Drive. I know it is, but you're like, this is an easy, a far easier movie to recommend than half just the shit. Easier to recommend doesn't mean I recommend you watch it. Recommend, the recommendation should be like, oh, I think you'll like this movie. But I don't think people will like this movie. I think I could pick 10 people that would be like, oh, yeah, this is a good movie. Like, if, if I said thumbs look. up or thumbs down, more people would give thumbs up. All right, so now we're turning into Rotten Tomatoes? I just think that's what the like is. It either you like, you, you give it the heart or you don't. That's why the heart First of all, you don't use the like like that. I know. You don't use the like like that. It sucks. It's stupid. Happy birthday, Mike Randazzo. <laughs> Oh, we have something also big to talk about. Um, well, we'll, let's wrap up on this movie because I, I am very tired of talking about it. What do you um, give Extraction out of five? I think I gave it a two and a half, but I can't check. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with two and a half. Okay, I would give it a three. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, I think um, this is a perfectly. It will not like it's a. It's not look, offensive at all. Like it's I don't want to gonna... sound pretentious. Okay, I was offended by the script at some points. I was like, this is bad. My point is, though, is like, there's, and not sound like a crazy pretentious film, bro, but like, there's so many good movies, there are so many good movies out there to watch. Like, 
just skip this one. Go watch something else. Or if you want two hours where you don't really have to think, you can watch this. Either way. Do what you want. Who cares? <laughs> do what you want. Who cares? I'll tell you what. The big baby probably hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the big baby was in this movie. The big baby is in every movie. The big baby lives in our hearts. The big baby was in 2001. What does that mean? Space Odyssey? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, the memes have been mad funny. Sp- yeah. Speaking of memes on Twitter... Uh, a new hashtag has cropped up, um, and the hashtag is... I know what it is. What? Well, I'll say it, and I'll tell you The hashtag right. is, in all caps, hashtag Kim Jong-un dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that hashtag this morning. And it's... I have not seen any confirmation. There is none yet. On whether or not, yeah. And realistically, like, this could be a scenario where we genuinely don't know. Um, I think that's the most likely scenario because if he were to ever die, we would not know. Yeah, at least not immediately. We wouldn't know until they had a plan in place. Pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. But uh, the memes are out of this world. And uh, die? Who cares? I mean, I'm never one to like. Yeah, dude, he is a trash. No, bag. yeah, he's he not a scumbag. It's just a picture of Hitler, Stalin, and Kim Jong Un in the gulag. Like the Call of Duty gulag? (laughs) Like, yeah, Twitter is killing it right now. Um, And I don't know if he he is dead. Okay. If he's not, the memes were great. And uh, I hope it pisses him off that that everyone's laughing at it. But why does he care? None of his people can see it. That's true. Yo, North Korea is fucking crazy. Have I asked you this on the pod? Yeah, about like if, if I would go, if I could go safely, would I? Yeah. And I said no, because I think that once you see that kind of injustice, like, your life will never be the same. Yeah. Which is, like, sad and I guess kind of socially irresponsible to think about, but uh, I don't know. I would not go to North Korea. No. Would you? Um, I don't know. Dennis Rodman goes there all the time. I'd probably go. Dennis Rodman is a crazy person. And that is a fantastic segue. Let's just say, let's just end with this. Um, if you're not going to watch extraction, maybe watch the interview. seems very timely. Yeah. See, there you go. That's another movie that's mindless and better than extraction. Yo, mad people were like, yeah, this movie's going to cause a war. (laughs) (laughs) I bought that movie on my Xbox because I couldn't find it. It it came out on like what? Like New Year's Eve or something? Yeah. I remember watching it at my cousin's house. and I brought my Xbox to their house and being like, we have to. I watched it with my parents knowing they were going to hate it. But I was like, yo, this is what we're watching. It's a historic event. We have to watch it. It is historic. Kind of. But I do think that that narrative is definitely played up by like, I don't know, their marketing team. For sure. I mean, you're good. You got to milk that at that point. I mean, it's like yeah, no, it's a smart move, but like hunt milked that they got canceled. It's a fine movie. It's certainly not great. Like there's some great moments lower, in that movie. It's lower tier Seth Rogen and lower tier like better or worse than Sausage comedy. Party. Worse. Yeah, I think Sausage. Yo, mad people hate Sausage Party. I think that movie's fucking fantastic because it definitely goes off the rails at the end, and in my <laughs> opinion, it really doesn't need to. I. But you definitely love that. You there is one quote in that movie that I think about often, and it is it's from like the the flatbread or whatever. It's from the very end, yeah. And he's like, "My, uh, like the salt, so- like I guess the sausage is talking." And he's like, "My, uh, my boner hasn't gone down in four hours." And the the flatbread is like, "Oh, that's bad. Bad's part of my asshole." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. And I still do. I bet you did. <laughs> you clearly still think it's very funny. It's so funny. I love funny. that movie. It's a good movie. I saw it once in theaters and then I never saw it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Let's let's segue anyway, from. Yeah. Speaking of Dennis Rodman, <laughs> yeah. a crazy man. Uh, another thing we've been watching this week, as I assume a lot of you have been watching, is The Last Dance, which is the Michael Jordan and the Bulls documentary that is on ESPN. It is going on right now. Uh, we're getting two episodes a week. So last Sunday, we got the first two episodes. Unfortunately, we will have, or I guess fortunately, I suppose, we'll have gotten the next two episodes before you guys hear this. But, you know, we're only going to talk the first two now because um, that's all we can do. So, Alex. 
as a non-basketball well, I shouldn't call you not a basketball fan, but you're really not a basketball fan. If there's any sport I'm like genuinely a fan of, it is basketball. I've just always been terrible about watching. Um, but I do enjoy basketball. Like if there's any sport that I watch the most, it's basketball, without a doubt. Um, and not necessarily now, but like back then I used to be a lot more like in tune with basketball and I kept up with it. Even though I didn't watch, I was like aware of what was going on. Like I knew the players. I would watch like highlights. Like I was much more invested in it back then. And I do want to make an effort um, to getting back into basketball. Um <clears throat> And the last dance is kind of like pushing me to do that now because I am a Bulls fan. Um, I am also an. I also do. That's hilarious. I do want. What is that? What's so funny? It's funny that you're a Bulls fan because I, for one, have never seen you wear an item of Bulls clothing that you own. Two Bulls jerseys, and I just threw away a pair of Bulls pajamas. You threw them away. Some fan you are. Well, they were mad. They're like nine years old. You should have given him a big baby. What do you think? <laughs> I've never seen you watch a Bulls game. I have never named three players on the Bulls right now, please. Now I'm saying I couldn't now, but back then when I first got into basketball, I went. I was like into the Bulls because at that point Derrick Rose just. Started. I met Derrick Rose and Joe. Yeah, Kimmel. you were you were on the hype train. No, I met them, so I was like. And I went to the first ever basketball game I went to was Bulls Nets when Nets were in. Yeah, and you're bandwagon. And yo, I was. That's when I was. Listen, your NBA fandom starts the second you're born if you're raised right. Body would hate me, but at the end of the day, I'll say that. What's a Nick? Always a Nick, baby. Let's go. I I want to make an effort of becoming a Nick fan. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. I feel like I am because they are ass. So it's not like, dude. I don't know why you would want to do that to yourself. Honestly, do, it's not fun over here. I do want to be like, I rep New York. You know that. And if the Knicks won, if the Knicks won it all, I would be happy. If the Mets won it all, I'd be happy. Like I, I would not be happy. You as a Yankees fan should never be happy if the Mets win the Here's World the Series. Thing. Even I'm though you're from New York, I'm a New even though you're from Queens. Oh, fuck everything else. Nah, you're crazy. Nah, I don't care. I'm a New Yorker above all. So, <laughs> regardless, you guys hear this fucking idiot. Regardless, get a load of this guy. The Last Dance is a ten-part document. I didn't want to watch The Last Dance because I didn't really want to watch ten parts of a documentary. Um, you said the same thing. Do not even. No, try. I said I didn't want to watch five weeks of television. I want if it was out right now, all ten episodes, I would have finished it already. <laughs> it would be done. <laughs> I didn't really want to watch ten episodes of something, um, because I I am I am the worst type of person, I guess. But I saw Twitter having the time of its life, and it it made Sundays feel like what Game of Thrones felt on Sundays. Like everyone was watching The Last Dance, it seemed like. So I was like, okay, I have to watch this, and it was some of the most fun, like riveting television I've watched. It is so fucking yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Because it is awesome. I don't care what anyone says. And yeah, I'm not the biggest sports guy by any means. By any means. But Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't care. And this documentary is just going to be more proof, it seems like. Can I ask you a question? Yes. <laughs> to, to back up that statement, which is, is true. Like... Do you, like, have you considered the arguments? Have you considered the other players that may also be considered the best of all time? Listen, I do understand. I don't want to speak about this comparison. I do understand the Kobe one. Uh, perfectly understandable. And See, I See, Kobe's not even in that conversation. And I do say that by the time LeBron retires, he may be the greatest of all time. He might be now. But I think that it's fair for any situation, for the player to retire. I mean, if LeBron falls off tomorrow and has, like, the worst years of his career, he's still going to go down as one of the greatest ever. That's not, like, he's top five for sure. He's top two. You think it's LeBron uh, or or Jordan? It's Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. Yeah, I I I think that's perfectly fine. Like, I wouldn't be... Well, honestly, honestly... 
Well, you, you're not in any place to give your top five, but I'm going to give people my top five. We got Jordan. I'm ready for Body to come clown me on this if he wants to. Body. I know he knows basketball. Yeah. I got Jordan. I got LeBron. I got Kobe. I got Bill Russell. And that fifth spot is always the toughest. I'm thinking Kareem. It has to I'm be. I'm thinking Kareem. It doesn't have to be. It could also be Magic Johnson. Uh, it could be any number of people, but uh, I think I'm going to go Kareem. It could be Wilt, because there was never a player more dominant in, in basketball than Wilt Chamberlain. They literally had to change the rules of the game <laughs> because he was too good. So do it that way, as you will. But yeah, the last Brian dance. Scalabrini, top five. Brian Scalabrini, top two. Shaq, and not two. Shaq Diesel. Um, Shaq could easily be top five of all time. He could be, a, he could be a number five. Uh, he, I I don't I wouldn't put him in my top five. He's probably top ten though. Dude, I've Tim Duncan. A, I've been a fan of Happy Birthday Tim Duncan today. Yes. I think Timmy D. Body always used to say like Tim Duncan does not get enough love because he really is like one of the truest definitions of a forward. Um, I mean, Body loves him. He's Duncan. one of the last one of the last true power forwards in the game. I mean, not that we're gonna get deep into the state of basketball, but the game has changed in a way that it like. They talked about this a little bit in the last dance that the game used to be very forward centric, right? Because they didn't even like before they had the three point line. It was just all about getting to the hoop, and the biggest guys were the guys who were getting the ball down low and you know making it happen. But you know, with the stretching of the court now and the the crazy three point shooting we see, it's now turned back into more of a guard centric league, small ball. Um, but guys like Tim Duncan, one of the last true power forwards who who played the game the right way. There was there was this great um, Twitter account, and it was like boring Tim Duncan or something, and it was like some yeah, guy. That's just Tim Duncan. In yeah, it was like it was like oh man, I lost the remote, and I was looking around for hours. <laughs> like it was just like boring tweets, but thinking of it as Tim Duncan, so funny. Um, but yeah, I I really like this documentary. Um. And it's just like it's so fire because we haven't even seen them winning championships yet. This is still like yeah. the early years of Jordan in the bull on the Bulls. And uh, I'm interested to see how they like continue to frame it. Well, because it is bound like <clears throat> it's called the Last Dance, right? Because you know, give a little bit of context here. Yeah, the '97 '98 Bulls. It was like the Last Dance, right? Oh, Still real nice. Last <laughs> year. Well, I mean, that's why it's called that. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they, they kind of, it's framed through that, but, you know, through that experience, we're sort of being brought back to other things that kind of add weight to the situation as any good documentary it's does. It's cool because it's but leading so up will, Yeah. We will see, you know, Jordan's greatest moments. I have no, I have no doubt about that. Rob Kramer would like to FaceTime. All right. Poor connection. I'll talk to you later. Well, we tried. Uh, so yeah, it's cool that. So what were you saying? Do you want to continue? Um, I do, but I have to figure out where I started. Oh, I mean, like it's cool that we haven't seen like his most iconic moments yet, like the flu game, and yeah. you know all those different, you know, the things that Jordan's known for, and we're seeing, you know, it from the perspective of a lot of people who really watched it happen before their eyes. I mean, for us, for you and me, it's kind of tough because, like, I don't know, you were born in '96, I was born in '97. Like, I was never old enough. To like, to ever like truly witness Michael Jordan and his greatness, yeah. which uh, I can't even all, imagine. It's all the stuff of legend to us, you know. So I, it is very cool to hear the first person accounts of all of it because you know you get to relive it. And on top of that, just another thing is like seeing all these basketball highlights like turned HD is so fucking fire and edited like, to like music. Yeah. But like just seeing all like the, all the footage that they have, it like is just it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to watch. I mean, like it's there's like that scene where like you see the kids, like they're like six years old, and they're like, our parents asked us if we wanted presents under the tree or to come see Michael Jordan, and then like the the brother comes and he's like, he's also like six, and he's like, hey. uh, shout out those kids actually. And he's like, because... we came to see Jordan. It's like that's fucking fire. <laughs> shout out those kids. They're bigger Bulls fans than you are because they were like, they weren't just like we came to see Jordan. They're like we came to see Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. They yeah. named three players on the Bulls. You can't do that. 
Okay, Josh. I'm just saying. Name Big Baby is a bigger basketball fan than you are. Fuck off. Boo-hoo. <laughs> like, it's so... I'm not going to get into the whole sports thing. Whatever. No, we're not going to get into the sports thing. But the fan base is well aware that you are. It's okay. I used to be able to name every team, every player. On oh, the you, can name, you can name every team? In 2011. <laughs> every player on every team. I, no, on the Bulls. Oh. I was in, in eighth grade and like freshman year. I used to know every single player. Because that was also when I was playing 2K a lot. Like, I was a basketball fan, and then I stopped. Boo-hoo. Well, well get back into it, man. I get 2K20. No, ew, I would never buy another 2K for the rest of my life. 2K is a sham company. Ronnie 2K, you are fucking human filth. Yeah. Fuck Ronnie 2K. I always have hated that, man. Um. Anyway. Posting locker codes for Diamond LeBron Yo, James. You're never going to get it. I used to go. Son, my team was a that was a lifestyle. My team is one of the things in this world that has made me angrier than <laughs> no. um, like anything else. Honestly, I've broken controllers. I have had mental breakdowns because the pay to play is is so out of hand on there. It's insane. And best believe, and, you know, I the way, not to get deep into my team, but the way it used to be was that there were tiers, right? That you would play in, so you weren't caught. Like if you had only bronze and silver players, you weren't caught playing teams that were like stacked. Now it's just a free for all. So when you start this game, <laughs> you might play somebody with five diamonds and Galaxy Michael Jordan, and like you're gonna get fucking whopped. Like you're gonna get wrecked. And oh, it's trash. being like, I would get like text, be like, yo, I heard from this guy that Ronnie 2K is going to tweet out Valentine's Day locker codes. <laughs> yo, like, the locker codes were serious. I was out here watching it's like, dreams and shit. Like, yo, what's the locker code job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, that's how it was. I remember I used to have the app. Like they had a 2K yeah. mobile app. Where you could like type in the locker codes on the go. Do you remember the like, mini game that you could like, it was like, you just shot basketballs. And you would yeah. get coins. Yo, you get BC, yeah. but let me tell you, at the end of the day, there was nothing better than opening up a pack and getting like a diamond. Well, dude, that's what they fiend on, bro. That's why they it take is. advantage I, of yo, kids. Like, they're like, oh, you know, it's the best feeling in the world? Winning the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, let's make this replicable. But you can only do it if you spend absurd amounts of money. Like, you've seen, there's literally people who like, like they post videos on YouTube of like pack openings and it's just them throwing like a thousand dollars in a 2k and yeah. just like opening boxes and boxes of packs. And I'm like, why do I like watching who was that dude? I mean, who was that dude who had like a big, um, Oh, it's Chris smooth. Chris smooth is goat. shout out Elon Rubin who almost was on this episode today, surprisingly. And, uh, he put me on to Chris Smooth. It's on Chris Smooth. Is I'm gonna eat some mangoes to celebrate. You reach, I teach. <laughs> Somebody get this boy a map. Map. <laughs> Yo, Chris Smooth is is goaded. His name is now. Yo, Chris Smooth was so fucking. His pack openings were incredible. But yeah, like, dude, I easily dropped no joke, 150 bucks in like 2K14. Do you know what I did the next year? I bought 15 and I bought $100 all over again. Like, it was so fucking ass. I mean, I'm a chump because, you know, I played 2K19 a good amount. And then I bought 2K20, the deluxe Dwayne Wade Legend Edition. You have to buy. The most expensive version you can you have get. To buy the and best I, I never used to buy the best edition. They the only other year I bought an upgraded edition was the LeBron year. When it'll be like, yo, comes to 60,000 VC off the bat. It's like, yeah, come on, son. Like, I guess. And I bought it, and I haven't played it since day one. Like, since launch day. I played it once, and I was like, this is doo-doo. See, that's the thing. Like, sports games, like, I just found I was never in a mood for them. And, like, I would only play when my friends played. And when we played, I would get, like, irrational. What it comes down to is you sucked at no, that. I was decent at 2K. But, like, even then, you know it. Like, you'll fucking hit. It'll be, like, an A-plus shot. And it'll brick. And then someone will hit like a C. And it's like, what the fuck okay. is going on? I have this argument. Not argument. But I had this discussion with Elon a good amount of times. We've really gotten away from the last dance. And we'll bring it back. I promise. But like, 
the, the thing about sports games is that there's obviously going to be a good amount of bullshit, right? There's sliders. It's all about the sliders. It's all about how the game is is projecting probability, and sometimes it comes out looking great, and sometimes it's bullshit. And, like, you just got to take the bullshit and just kind of keep going. And it doesn't make it any easier or any less frustrating, but, uh, you know, that so, is the nature of sports games. Was- I, I think the game with the least amount of bullshit is probably like chill NHL, dude. NHL people go bananas. NHL That's is probably the I most fun at. sports video game. That's a game I'm atrocious at. NHL is so fun, um, dude. There was this move that my boy, and then we'll stop talking about 2K. It was with Mello in like 2K13, and it was literally broken. You could have the whole team on Mello. He would do like a fadeaway corner three. I don't care how many people were on him. It was seriously broken shots. Like what I used to do with Marty is we used to make these teams. We used to draft teams like all-time legends Mm -hmm. and then like play against each other. I used to have Allen Iverson and I used to literally just like run into the corner and then take these like fading at like fading while running threes from the corner every time and he would just swish him every time and marty just didn't know what to do and then like i would take larry bird and hit like a 40 foot three from like the logo and marty would throw the controller and quit i have a question (laughs) for you final question not really final but like who's your favorite like not like super famous basketball player or not a favorite but just like one you always like oh yeah what do you what do you define as like not super like not a superstar like Someone that doesn't really get talked about a lot. <laughs> I got some answers. They're all gonna be Knicks legends, bro. Like, what do you know about what do you know about Steve Novak? I know the name. <laughs> you should. He was, know po- he was a point guard. No, he was not. He was a small forward, and he shot threes like nobody else. <laughs> Novocaine. This man used to just fucking shoot lights out. He was crazy. Um, there's a lot of guys. Okay, my like the peak of my Knicks fandom. Definitely came in like twenty, like I don't know, let's say like fourteen, maybe like whatever that year was where they made it kind of deep in the playoffs. They lost to the Pacers, but they totally would have beat the Heat if they had moved on and gone to the NBA Finals. Let's just let that be known. But it's when back when they had Melo and they had Jason Kidd and like Pablo Prigioni and like Steve Novak, Chris Copeland. What do you know about Chris Copeland, man? These are all names. Nothing. These are all names. Tyson Chandler. These are all names that I remember and being like. Alright. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Big Knicks boy. Right. Wish they were good. Mike Bibby. That's a name. <laughs> Mike Bibby was on that team. I think Prims has met Mike Bibby. That's they, cool. They, Mike they, Bibby seems like a weird guy. They, though, like, so. together. they went what? <laughs> bowling together. No, they didn't. I it's my I'm pretty sure it's Mike Bibby. I'm gonna have to text him. But uh yeah. Okay. Well, Prims, um, come on the show. Talk about bowling with Mike Bibby. Mike Woodson. This picture of Mike Woodson on Wikipedia is so – it's just him screaming. <laughs> that is most of Mike Woodson's career. It's so funny. Dude, imagine how frustrating it must be to be the coach of the Knicks. Yeah. Imagine being – Okay, but let's bring it full circle. Then Mr. Phil Jackson, Mr. Bowles, Mr. Last Dance has an opportunity to come in and save the Knicks. Didn't he ruin them? Be our head coach and come save the Knicks. No, I want to be president of basketball operations only, and I don't want to help you. And he ruined the fucking team. Porzingis is a sham. All the players they got during that era are a sham. You want to talk about my least favorite player on the Knicks of all time? Giannis? I mean, um, on, come on. No, I was reading his brother. Tenassus. Yeah. It's Thanassis, if we're being Greek with it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Andrea Borgnani is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in Madison Square Garden in my entire life. Despicable. Absolutely disgusting. Hate that. Probably the worst number one pick of all time. Ever. Not drafted by the Knicks. Not drafted by the Knicks. He was drafted by the Raptors, I think. They saw he was a bust, and they were like, you know who we can pull the wool over their eyes? The Knicks. Let's get rid of him. Give him to the Knicks. The Knicks are like, oh, we got Bargnani. We're going to be so good this year. No, he's terrible. The Knicks are terrible. Burn the stadium. Burn the team. James Dolan, get out of here. Yo, it's so crazy. because I need salvation. Would you say the Knicks have only, like, they've only gotten worse in years since? 
they are still on a downward spiral, yeah, I would crazy. say. So it's crazy that even with like but they haven't, but they haven't been like really good since like Ewing, yeah. Patrick Ewing. Oh, so what I'm saying, like, is it's so crazy that like you can go to any other state and be like, "Yo, our team sucks. Let's go to a game for like twenty bucks." The Knicks still are like, "Yo, here's a hundred dollars, and you're in the rafter." <laughs> like, yeah, which is so stupid. It's crazy. It's tough being a Knicks fan, people. It's tough. It's very tough. Dude, J.R. Smith. Ugh, what a god. <laughs> J.R. Swish. J.R. Smith's the man. J.R. Swish, dude. He's the man. <clears throat> Sixth man of the year. Ugh. But back to the last dance. Look, if you're a basketball fan, I know you'll love this. If you're not a basketball fan, I still think you'll get a good amount of enjoyment out of it. It's just really fun. And like I said, like it gets you super hype. Just watching, like, absolute dominance from Michael Jordan. Like, he is the greatest player of all time, and the plays he makes are are oftentimes truly unbelievable. Isn't and- it crazy when that dude is like, Michael Jordan may be the best at his job in any field ever. Like, there is no person in the world better than better at what they do than Michael Jordan is playing basketball. And it's like, those comparisons are just unbelievable. Like it puts into perspective just how crazy people were going over him. Like how they were like, yeah, someone was like, there's, there's never been a player as dominant in sports except for Babe Ruth and Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And that's sports. But like this dude took it further and was like, I'm just saying like, yeah, look, a lot of kids, they know the name, they know the shoes, they know all that stuff. But if you really haven't sat down in your day and done your research, done your homework on Michael Jordan, you really need to. You're like doing yourself a disservice and like you just got to go do it. Yeah. Just do it. It's also just go watch it. And it's also cool because like not cool because it's fucked up. But like it's crazy seeing all the other shit going on. Like Scotty Pippen getting that like that low shit salary. It's fucked up because mad people talk about Scotty Pippen as if he's a legend. But he got fucked. He is a fucking legend. He got fucked hard. And it's crazy. I've always that, been like, a Scotty Pippen fan. It's it's just wild. I have a no, I have a Dennis Rappin jersey. It's crazy that That's fire. Yeah. It's crazy that he got rocked like that. And like, I don't know. I'm just excited to see, like, aside from the Jordan shit, I'm excited to see like what other stuff is in this. And I'm sure it's all like readily available knowledge, but like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. And obviously, the way they're presenting it is in, like, a dramatic way. Yeah. And hearing from Scotty himself, like, is cool. It's also, I'm ready to see, like, when Jordan kind of starts drinking and shit. (laughs) Like, I want to hear the wild His biggest issues were gambling. Yeah. 100%. And, like, they've kind of, like... I mean, they say that his dad mentioned that already. Like, like, dude, wait, say it again. Like, I've, I've read that many people say his gambling got his dad killed. It's it's highly like rumored. It's not like it's like conspiracies, but like I don't know about that. But like, dude, like talking about like playing golf with Danny Ainge the day before That's a playoff crazy. game for money? Are you insane? Like, and then he fucking That's just went bananas on him. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, people, go watch the Last Dance. It's free. I didn't have to sign in with my cable provider or anything. I don't think. Like, just no, go on ESPN. Go on their website, or if you have Apple TV or something, go to the ESPN app and watch that oh. shit. Episodes three and four are coming this Sunday night at, I believe, nine yeah. and ten o'clock. I have, I would be remiss if I didn't say this. And I hope someone at ESPN is listening and State Farm. Yo, <laughs> I already know the fucking commercial of that. It's commentator. In 22 years, there's going to be a documentary about the Bulls, and it's going to be lit, but you don't even know what that means yet. I have, I've, I wanted to literally break my TV in half. All right. It wasn't it that is, bad. It is like, the worst commercial. I want to go into State Farm. I never want to shop with State Farm again. Never in my life. I would rather go uninsured than ever sign up with State Farm. Can't go uninsured. It's illegal, I think. I don't like auto insurance. You have to. I don't think you have to have it. I just think you're fucked. I think you you do. I don't know. I think I think you legally have to insure your car. People do not sign up for State Farm. 
Fuck that ad. Right, we are not trying to make enemies. No, no way. Fuck State Farm. Farm. You're fine. This is a Chris mess. Paul, Cliff Paul. Wait, do you know who Cliff Paul is? Yeah, the Chris Paul's quote unquote twin brother. It is his twin. Shut up. No, I, I was just trying to see. How, yo, any any other day, man, I might have taken you to the cleaners on that one. I, well, like, I feel like at some point people did genuinely. Well, no. I feel no. like there was at least no, one no, moment. No. No, they exclusively showed that ad during basketball games. There was nobody watching who was like, oh, I didn't know Chris Paul had a twin brother named Cliff. Well, uh, there will be blood. In there will be blood. Um, I was, like, genuinely confused as to what, uh, like, the twins. You know how, like... Paul Dana. Yeah, I, I genuinely was like, no way. Like, I just couldn't comprehend or, like, accept the fact that, yes, there was a twin in the movie. And I was like, there's no way. Um, okay. So, yeah. Had you never seen The Parent Trap? <laughs> well, shut up. That's not what I was... I was just like... This is like... I just couldn't fathom that I was like, there's no way this is how they did that. Um, regardless. Yeah, so watch The Last Dance. Yeah, go watch The Last Dance. And then buy NBA 2K20. And tweet at Ronnie2K that we made you do it. <laughs> <laughs> you love Ronnie2K. I hate Ronnie You know what I do about right, So, what? Smino. Oh, Smino de Grigio. Smino de Grigio, this host Dutsy Wine. Now, Alex, why would you be bringing up a man like Smino in a time like this? Because Smino, more like Smee, yeah, dropped a mixtape. And when I say mixtape, I mean a real mixtape. Um. Real hip-hop. Hip-hop, hip-hop. You, nothing about this. <laughs> These are called motherfucking bars. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Smino dropped a mixtape, uh, surprise, like a surprise mixtape uh, on Tuesday or Monday, I believe. Um, it's called She Already Decided. It's 16 songs. Uh, it's not on streaming services because it is a mixtape. It's, it's on SoundCloud. Yeah, but not like Apple Music, Spotify, uh, because he actually did part of what a mixtape should do and uh he took other people's beats and he rode them and you know what else he did he fucking killed them and we're gonna talk about she already decided josh what are your thoughts on she already decided okay look i personally i'm not the biggest smino fan in the world like i don't ride for him like as hard as you do but i still really really like smino like i think that he is easily one of the most exciting talents in rap right now um, cause he's just doing it like nobody else's in terms of the way he uses his voice and his flows. And there's also just like crazy bars that like people seem to forget about because he, it gets lost in just like the beauty of his voice and like his song making ability. Um, but this, this mixtape is, is no different. Um, I think it's, it was very good. It is very cool to hear him writing different beats, like you said. Um, and, I think that his flows are just crazy. Like I would love Smino is the kind of guy I would love to hear a remix of any song featuring Smino. Like it's just better. So, you know, any new music from him is awesome. And this was a nice little surprise for us. I still want an album, but uh, this will definitely hold me over until then. Yeah. What about you? Um, no. Yeah. He said he's working on the album, but like he just gave us this to, to give us some music and I'm fucking here for it. I'm always down for more Smino. I think he's, like you said, he's an exciting rapper, and I, I like he's one of the most like unique artists. I feel in a long time. Like I always put like it's him or Denzel Curry for me that are are really like or Jid, Jid. Um, those three I love putting them together just because like it's with, with their cadence and their style. Like it just sounds different from what other people are doing right now. Yeah, they're all. Like they're in their own different lanes and they're not changing that lane they're just like evolving in their own way and yeah um that's what i i love to see but it's fucking yeah he's incredible like he's rapping his ass off um like he he raps over the box which is us he, he kills it um, and even though we love the original song the box like this is as good if not better yeah like like he he does one of maybe my favorite things in rap, like, and it's something I love here. Like every time I hear it, I'm like, "This is, it has to be my favorite thing." It's when artists use the either the the sample, they use the sample in their bar. 
Um, so he like uses the like a few times, and he does it very, very uh, creatively in this, and I loved it. Uh, he he rapped over Savage, the Megan The Stallion beat. Yeah, he rapped over Orange Soda. I've never heard that song team. before, but uh, it's really good. Like the the the, the song on the Smino one it's called Black Soda. Um, on that, album. yeah, and he he uses a Isley Brothers sample, which is fire. Um, and he yeah. has a remix of Clink with T Pain on it, and T Pain kills it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go clink, clink, clink. Oh shit! Um, check my record, click, click, click. <laughs> but yeah, I love I love this album or this mixtape. Um, and it makes me like like I went back and started listening to um, Little Wayne, like old Little Wayne mixtapes because I was like, yo, I just want to hear people rap on other people's beats. I have that T Wayne mixtape downloaded somewhere on my T Wayne is a fire project. Album. That's a very cool project. I honestly was a little a little disappointed. Nah, it's fire it. for what it is. Like just throwaways. I'm here for it. No, I mean I would rather have it than not have it. But like. T Pain is the kind of artist, or like T-Pain's when he makes, when he wants to be. He makes some seriously mid songs sometimes, but like his ceiling is so fucking high, like it's crazy. T Pain is out of this world. T Pain is definitely goaded. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't like. If you like Smino, you're gonna like this. If you don't, I don't know how you don't, but like Smino's fire, and you should listen to it. Um. I don't think this like matches. I think I like this more than his last album, uh, but nothing. I, say, I think I do too. Nothing actually. will top his first album to me. Black Swan is yeah. fucking outstanding. Um, but this is very good. It's holding the tide. Uh, and yeah, I like it a lot. And if you want, yeah, I don't know. Like it's a good mixtape. Go listen to the drought two and three by little Wayne. If you want more mixtape energy like this. Um, but those mixtapes are no ceilings. No ceilings too, but I'm I like the drought. Yeah, I mean the drought is his best mixtape. The drought like. is crazy. Yo, <laughs> Low is a true mixtape artist. I mean he he was even dropping bad mixtapes mix like mix for the weight. Mixtape Wayne may be the greatest rapper of all time. I don't care. I really don't care. Low Wayne might be the greatest rapper of all time. Maybe. I'm gonna go listen, but, but the argument could be made. I'm gonna go listen to the drought three immediately after this. I'm just like looking at what he rapped over again, and it's fucking out of this world. Yeah. Well, I mean, guys, go check out Smino. Well, he deserves it. He's an it? artist who does. What would I give this? Like a seven. I give this a seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, just because like it's really good, but like you said, like it's not like I know Smino and his ceiling it like similar to T Pain is very very high. Not that Smino makes any bad songs, but like you said, like Black Swan is like a nine. I'd give us an eight. And, and this half. is not even close to as good as Black Swan. So I think a seven's pretty generous, honestly. Okay. I would give it an eight and a half. Um, I like it a lot. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, it's good. There's no there's nothing wrong with it. I have no complaints about it. But like I said, like I want to hear an album. We're gonna get I it. Hear it. Yeah, we'll get it. But yeah. All right, Alex, you got anything else for us? Um, I don't want to talk about that. What? The Scots. <laughs> oh, no. Why not? Because eh, whatever. What? No. Think... Fuck you. I will talk about no, it then. About it. You can walk a beautifully fire new single from Travis Scott was released this past week. No, it's from the Scots. Uh, will you shut the fuck up? I thought you didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's what I thought, bitch. Um, Travis Scott, as a lot of you know, probably, because you're on the internet, uh, did a Fortnite concert. We've seen this before with, like, Marshmallow, I think. Uh, didn't care about it back then. Honestly, didn't really care about it now, but it looks pretty cool. I didn't watch, but it looks pretty cool, the visuals. Um, and the experience seemed interesting, I suppose, but I wasn't redownloading Fortnite for that. Um, but the upside is that we got a new unreleased song from Travis Scott and Kid Cudi, which if you know anything about Travis and Kid Cudi, like that they are both children of Kanye, as I'll put it. Um, and 
when they come together, we can get some great music, for instance, through the late night. If you don't know that song, it's from Birds in the Trap, Sang McKnight, and it is a fucking banger. And uh, this song is from the Scots. It is called The Scots. Um, and Alex, what do you think about it? Um, it's really good. I, I think the production is my favorite part. Um, Travis does what Travis has been doing. I'm not really like this didn't blow me away. Like it's not some new sound and that's fine, I guess. Agreed. Um, I didn't like the kid Cuddy single that dropped the leader of the delinquents. We didn't even talk about that. I hate that song. I think it's shit. Um, yeah, I, I don't really look, you know me, I'm not the biggest kid Cuddy I, fan. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for him, but like was not about that new song. Yeah. Let me, let me like for context. Like I do love kid Cuddy. Like, Oh God, that's, Oh God, that was a secret. Um, I love kid Cuddy. I, I loved. I haven't loved him in recent years. Kid Sea Ghost was the best thing he'd done in years. Um, and this didn't even match like his part didn't even match Kid Sea Ghost's like level for me. I'm excited for the project. I'm excited to see what they'll cook up together because they like Travis. There would be no Travis without Cuddy. He always says. Um, so I'm excited to see what comes of it. I I'm just like left like okay by the single. Should I drop my hot take on the pod? What. Oh, the the one, one I hit you with, yes. I don't really care. I'm not here to argue it. Okay, I'm going to drop it. In my opinion, and I'll state this again, because it is my opinion, so I don't care what anyone has to say about it. This is my thoughts. I think that overall, the more consistent and... That's not what you said yesterday. Will you let me finish? I'm allowed to change my ideas. I, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> more consistent in my opinion better overall artist considering their entire body of music has to be travis scott has to be just can't not I will be. say this and I, uh, yeah go ahead no go ahead i will say this and then i'm refraining from it that's not what you said yesterday consistent what did i say yesterday you didn't say consistent which is big consistent the more consistent artist is Travis. That is correct. But Travis Scott thus far has not made anything, I think, as impactful as Man on the Moon one. I agree that Kid Cudi has far more impact and he made quite the impression on people of our age, um, of our generation. But I, like I said to you yesterday, I think that the, the impact on the generation below us that Travis has will be much greater. Well, fuck them. They listen to Baby Keem. I just alienated a whole generation. I don't give a He's going to be on Kendrick's new album, and you're going to Why? Why do you say that? Isn't he his cousin? Is he? I think he is. Man, no disrespect, Kendrick. <laughs> isn't it, wait, no, isn't that, that snippet that dropped, isn't that like Baby Keem and like on like that beat? What are you talking about? I, do you not remember the fucking Kendrick shit that dropped like a couple oh, weeks ago? Yeah, I heard that like at eleven thirty at night, and I'd never listened to it again. What? It came out at like twelve p.m. I listened to it late at night. Well, you're a bum. Either way, I'm pretty sure that was Baby Keem. Baby Keem is I'm ninety percent sure his cousin, and uh, I don't know what drop you're trying to throw in here, Alex, but it's not working. <laughs> I keep I keep like tapping my screen to keep the screen up. You're not a master. You're not a master like I am. You. We're not going to talk about it. All right. Do you have anything else to say? If you listen to the audio of the newest episode, the newest FTR, you will episodes. see. I'm not saying you don't. you don't. I'm saying when you listen, Alex, I edit most of the episodes. I, I listen to I edited the, the main entries for like three months now. Alex, a certain someone was telling me yesterday about how much we argue on the podcast. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that's supposed to be. <laughs> messing up. Who but, uh, who was saying it? Either way, I was like, "Yo, you should hear the arguments we have off air," because <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I, in the end, I said it's our weird form of love. Who was it? And uh, we're just passionate people. I'll tell you later. Okay. Um. So we have two things to say. One, we got to say happy birthday also to Al Pacino. Nice. And you got your head no. all the way up it. <laughs> <laughs> all time moment. Um, time moment. So yeah, happy birthday, Al Pacino. Secondly, uh, happy happy birthday, Mike Randazzo. Once again, and Randazzo. Secondly, 
FTR uh, found found the remote. We are now changing the title slightly to FTR. Um, They've actually already been changed. So if you go back and you look on streaming services, you'll see that it's no longer our guest. For instance, this past week would have been Rob found the remote. It is now FTR. No country for old men, like whatever the movie we're doing is. We just figured that would make it a little easier for you guys to go through and sort of see what movies we're talking about if you're looking for a specific one. And that way you don't have to go through the summaries. It's a beautiful idea brought up by my co-host, Alex. Yeah. It would have been mad funny if you were just like, oh, I decided like you just totally sharked the idea. Alex, I'm not a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I might become one. If you don't play your cards right. Josh, what movies did I watch this week? It's genuinely scary. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't. I really don't. Elon watched Booksmart yesterday. Shout out Elon for finally watching Booksmart. People, if you haven't seen Booksmart, it's on Hulu. Go watch it. Um, Josh, where can they find you? You know why? You know why it's important, right? Why? Because we just got some news that Olivia Wilde's next feature will be coming out. Uh, and it has a fucking star-studded cast. Alex, tell them about it. Oh, I don't remember. It's like Florence Pugh, uh, Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf. and uh, those are the only two I remember. Are you gonna help me out at all or no? <laughs> no, I said, I said, Alex, tell the people about it. This is the longest episode ever. Josh, where can they find you? This is the trashest episode ever. Um, you know, you you, that? I don't like. I don't like going first. You can find me um, on Instagram. Chris Pine, by the way. What? It's Chris Pine. No. You can find me on Instagram at AlexPaps1, on Twitter at SamuraiPaps, on Letterboxd at AGPerson if it's ever up again. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at WTRPod. And you can find me uh, on the phone with Alex, helping him edit this monstrosity of an episode. Um but on social media, you can find me at Josh Lempert, J-O-S-H-L-E-M-P-E-R-T, on Letterboxd, on Instagram, on Twitter, and just about everywhere else. So once again, guys, thank you for listening. Please do us that favor. We always ask for it. We try to be good about reminding you guys to do this. Um, I would just love it if you went on Apple Podcasts and you know you search for our podcast, Where's the Remote, and you saw our beautiful logo, and then you scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you'd see some ratings, and it's really easy. You don't even have to write anything if you don't want to. You can just tap how many stars you think it's worth it, and it just goes a really long way. I think it goes longer than anybody who doesn't have their own podcast realizes, um, but that's that's where all the clout comes from in the podcast world. So if you like our show and you want us to get bigger and you want us to, you know, keep growing and maybe add some new features, like maybe some video, maybe some YouTube, who knows? And, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta help support us in that way. So (laughs) what, what are you laughing at? Yo, Twitter is so funny. Get the fuck off Twitter. What are you doing? (laughs) The worst. I'm ending the show. There's no way. This is the last episode, people. Hope you enjoyed it. All right, bye.